It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Uh, Austin Horton producing today across the glass from me. Safely social distancing uh, from Costa de Monson is Gordon Monson. But also with me here in studio. Just call me the broadcaster. <laughs> oh, here we go. The voice of the Aggies, the uh, Utah broadcaster of the year. Hmm, let's see. Uh, what are you at, uh, at the company? CFO or something? Nah, I mean, I you're way up there. Who knows? At, uh, in the company. <laughs> And uh, and uh, subject of a, an anecdote in, in a column I read over the weekend, and uh, I thought we I thought we would bring Scotty on for a second, Gordon, and and, and let you guys talk it out. <laughs> talk it out. I heard there were some online social media issues, and we've got to we've got to get to the bottom of it. Well, <clears throat> I did think of you, Jake, uh, when I did that because of the ridicule I had. Uh, taken from you about referring to certain people as co-workers uh-huh. mm-hmm. i don't know what's worse co-workers or just just broadcaster. the broadcaster <laughs> see it, okay so here's the thing first of all um it, <laughs> i think co-workers is probably worse <laughs> <laughs> that's true but, that's true but let me let me say it this way uh i i did see that scotty had uh had tweeted out that uh, the broadcaster has a name in all caps too you were yelling well i mean i just thought that we'd had a good conversation that morning and we had talked about craig and and who he was and and so you know when the colon comes out i'm like all right i'm gonna get a little love this morning say like (laughs) i talked to scott gerard and here's a really cool story with scott gerard about scott with craig smith in a coach's show hosted by Scott Gerard, And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my name in the old trib. It's going to be fun. And then when I saw the broadcaster or the host, I was like, oh, man, come on. See, okay, so there's two ways of looking at it. Like, if you ever write an obituary like the deceased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But see, here's the thing. Two ways of looking at it. One is the way that you're looking at it, Scotty. The other way of looking at it is I talked with you and another person about Craig Smith. And rather than, uh, you know, because I was describing various things about Craig in the column. And see, I, I do it out of love. I do it out of protection for you. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, because I didn't want to reveal my sources. Wait. And if I named you in there, then everybody would know that, okay, well, Scott told him this story, and Scott is one of his sources. So I was trying to really uh, put up a, a Wait, shield of protection. Okay, but everybody knows who hosts the coaches show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you can't be? be like – <laughs> You could disguise it better, Gordon. I read it. I was like, oh, Scotty told him that. (laughs) Well, you know, but but yeah, I know. I know. But still, it's a little more. It's a little less descriptive. And it wasn't even my fault. It was Ajay. You could have just thrown Ajay under the bus because, you know, he forgot to pack a cord that we needed for that show. Well, at no time did I infer that it was the broadcaster's fault. (laughs) It was Ajay's fault? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Wow. So no, so, I mean I'm I sure mean, I'm sure it wasn't. Did he have his coat on? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about that. It was a long sleeve. <laughs> was it cold? Nobody oh. cares about that, Ajay. 
<laughs> Just get me out of this closet. Oh, man. Okay. Well, so, Gordon, I guess lesson to take from this is uh, good. Protecting- I just, I was, I was a little surprised, Gordon. I thought, you know, I've known you since and worked with you since 2003. We got 18 good years under our belt, and I thought I'd get a little shout out, but that's all right. It's, it's well, okay. I, okay. Well, next time I'll make sure and include your name, but I want you to know it's important from me to you to, for you to know that it was done out of love. You know, not out of disrespect, because I. It, it does seem like it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know uh, what? I, I, I think. It, look, it's going to be the big show with Jake Scott and the newspaper columnist guy. <laughs> can we get? That, uh, okay. Can we actually uh, okay. get that done? That'd yeah. be great. Here, yeah, here, let's here, get okay. the voice guy on that. That's especially good because we'll get it done Jake, by June. Jake and I used to do the Gordon Monson show together. Jake didn't even have his name on. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. One well, of no, I was, I was still that, like the Gordon Monson was, show with Jake Scott, yeah, though, right? I was there. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. With Jake Scott. I don't remember the with Jake Scott. Part, He's like, but, I didn't. I didn't sign off on that. <laughs> but, but anyway, in fact, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, next time I do anything like that, Scott, I am going to put your name uh, front and center. But I, I did that because just because, you know, you and I talk about a lot of things and uh, sometimes it's all positive and sometimes it's it can be uh, well, the thing I like about talking to you, Scotty, about anything uh, as background is that you'll say it like it is. Yeah. Uh, just like you do on your show. So, uh, as well, I mean, to, look, uh, if I were to say Craig Smith's a dumpster fire is a hire for the University of Utah, then yeah, you keep my name out of that. Keep that on the DL. Like, like we could say, like, yeah, that broadcaster really thinks Craig Smith isn't going to get it done. But I'm like, I'm propping the guy up and loving him up and giving him things for people to be fired up about. Really nice story. Yeah. 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 Well, you got me there, actually. Uh, but, but I just felt like I would, I, because oh, I, I think I said to you that when I talked with you that it, it wasn't for attribution that I wasn't going to name you. Didn't I say that? I, I was surprised when you made me sign that NDL. That that was uh, <laughs> blindsided by that. No, well, no, uh, I, I, it's all good, Gordon. You know I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know, but that was funny when you sent that out. I saw it and I laughed. <laughs> I laughed out loud. And here I was. Uh, it wasn't done to to uh, to disrespect you. I didn't go out of my way to disrespect you. It was it was done more like, okay, I don't if anybody has a problem with anything I say, because it's amazing how many times that happens that I didn't want anybody pointing a finger at you. Well I appreciate so. it. Well that's good to you me know, because if they do only win two games over the next two years, then people are like, well who was that Jack A up in Logan who said he was going to be good? So you know maybe you got a point there. Huh? But but next time, okay. Now that you brought this to my attention, next time I'm going to throw caution to the wind. All right, let's and roll. I'm going to include Scott Gerard's name because Scotty, as you know, and uh, regardless of uh, what Austin and Jake are going to think by me saying this, and I'm kissing someone's butt or something, you know, you know how the high respect. Oh, I know. I, 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 have. I know. I appreciate that. So, as, yeah, I, I that was funny though. <laughs> I'm just still surprised, Gordon, how poorly you disguised it. If that was, I mean, like you, I guess you could have done worse by going like a Declo born broadcaster. <laughs> like you even using. Well, how else am I supposed to tell that anecdote without? How could I have hidden it? Well, you might well, as well just, just use the name. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. 
Okay. You should have used right. Ajay's, though. You should have thrown Ajay's. Due, right due to incompetence from the engineer, they were forced to be. <laughs> See that on off button? Let's turn that off. <laughs> and then at now, the end, I could have put, and nobody cares about him. <laughs> Uh, we do, though. We do. We, do. Yeah, we love Ajay. We, we tease. And you know what? It just happens that some of the best stories ever created and told happen to surround him. Nobody cares about that. Like the, the time. Well, that situational he, punting. Uh, if I ever write a column on that. Uh, well, that's know. amazing. You, we, we don't have to tell today, but the story about, uh, about him sharing a room. Oh, with, yeah, uh, with Kevin White. With Kevin oh. White. <laughs> is, is one, so good is one for the ages it it really is all right so well, why we have scotty here real quick gordo uh your thoughts on how this all played out over the weekend and you know where utah state goes from here utah what kind of coach they're getting let's get your thoughts on it because you're, uh, you're definitely close to it yeah i think it was a uh i think it's a great hire i think uh i I don't know, and and I always have a tough time trying to project what somebody's going to do when they take a, a next level of competition. And and I'm not saying that the Pac-12 is is crazy, you know, ahead of the Mountain West Conference. But I think what we've seen in the last uh, last little bit is is the in the NCAA tournament is is just how good the Pac-12 is. And to recruit to that level, to be able to win at a high level at that level, uh, I think he can do it. I think it's a home run hire. He's gonna one thing I can guarantee he's gonna re-energize the program. Anybody saw the press conference knows that he brings that level of energy and the excitement. He'll enter he'll engage with boosters and fans. He'll do everything he can to get the Huntsman Center back to what it what what it used to be as far as an atmosphere standpoint. Um, the recruiting thing, he's got to get himself a great staff. He's got to get himself. Uh, uh, some guys that can go out and hit the pavement and make it happen. And so there's going to be some interesting questions there. Uh, I think he can do it. I have pretty good confidence in it. But uh, you know what? This is the big time. I mean, this is this is a big step up for him. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, can I can I make uh, one thing clear sure. to our listeners? I just want them to know that the part in the column where I essentially said that Craig Smith lied to his players, that that did not come from the broadcaster. Okay, well, I appreciate good. that. Yeah, there you go. There's a good line to draw. All right. Thanks, Gordon. Th- thank you, Scotty. Yeah, thanks, uh, it's yep. good to see you, buddy. We appreciate you. Hanson Scotty every single day from 10 to 2. <laughs> Gordon, the broadcaster. Come on. I was trying to, pr- was trying to protect the man. Yeah, but then from complimenting him. Yeah, right, and and then disguise it. Well, I also, I also, I also, he's, he's not deep throat. He's not I, an, an informant. But I also included in there that Craig Smith lied to his players, which he did. So I mean, but you could tell like the the anecdote a little bit more vaguely, you know, like a like how how could I have told that without just saying a broadcast? He had to do an interview, an exclusive interview. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, in a closet, really? <laughs> because of of extenuating circumstances, yes. Well, I had to explain that. Why? Well, why else would someone do an interview in a closet? You could have said a broadcaster will call Got Serard. <laughs> I called the man a liar in that column. I don't want that attributed to anybody falsely. Yeah, but not that part. I know, I but uh, I, I guess it's the broadcaster I, I dug upon his small town Idaho roots, and 
I did think of you guys when when I when I, especially oh. after uh, I did think about it prior to, but I thought about it when uh, Scotty, you know, called attention to it. I thought, yeah, I'd call him coworker. See, I think coworker is more endearing than just some generic broadcaster. Some schlub. Coworker, you at least acknowledge that we work with you. You're claiming them in a little way. I said, I said a broadcaster. I said the show host. What? I mean, (laughs) what? what, How is that negative? It wasn't his name. Yeah. With, by the way, with being like very specific about who it is, but like going as far as you can without using his name and not using his name. But when you put someone's name in something, then then all kinds of. Uh, thoughts come to the reader's mind. And I was trying to detach that, especially from the part where I said that uh, Craig Smith had told his players earlier in the week that uh, that he was going nowhere. So I just thought I would leave everyone's name out of it to avoid those accu- accusatory uh, you know, comments coming their way. Yeah, but you see, like <clears throat> the most infamous source of all time, Deep Throat, the brilliance about that is nobody had on any idea who it was. Yeah, yeah, but the the part about the broadcaster in the closet was uh, if I were to mention Scotty there, then people would think, oh, he talked to Scotty Gerard, and maybe Scotty is the one that called Craig a liar. Well, you could have just said Scott, uh, not Scott Gerard, said that Craig Smith was dishonest. A separate source. A separate, not Scott Gerard. <laughs> Yeah, and right. not got Serard either. Right. So you guys, you guys really want me to want me to go in circles to uh, to to <laughs> to include the name? <laughs> I, I think if it had been Al Michaels, uh, you know, Jim Nance, you would have named him. But I think Declo Bourne, Scotty, you wasn't big. Wasn't enough. important. Enough. Well, I don't care about them. I care about Scotty. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks to to Scott for jumping on with us. Do we Ooh. still want to uh, j- hit the split story open, or should we just uh, continue on the pace that no, we are here? Kidding. Let's just, okay, <laughs> we'll just do it. I don't care anymore. Craig Smith is the new head basketball coach at the University of Utah. We, we talked about it with Scotty, how that unfolded over the weekend. Uh, you wrote about it, as we referred to, sltrib.com. Um, I don't know, where do you want to start with this whole thing, Gordon? Uh, well, uh, there's all kinds of uh, freeway exits off this freeway, aren't there? Uh, I guess I would start by uh, feeling a little bit bad for Utah State. I mean, this is a guy who they saw something in. They bring him in three years, three qualifications for the NCAA tournament, and they've got things rolling in a very nice direction. And then to have a neighboring school take him away from them, because that school can pay more money, that's that's a punch to the gut, man. And uh, I, I I feel bad for Utah State, but this is the way the game is played these days. And I just get tired of coaches who say it's all it's all about team guys. It's all don't care about yourself. Don't care about your role. Uh, don't care about the sacrifices I ask you to make. Uh, care about the name of the team and the, the collective good. And then the second he gets an offer for a pay raise, he's gone. You know, I that, that and I understand it. And I'm not going to, I don't want to hit that too hard. I, I mean, it's not like we can hold it against him per se, but I, I think it's unfortunate in the college game that that happens so frequently. 
because so, Utah State is a proud basketball program. That's it, a very nice school up there, and essentially what they've been told uh, by the actions of the man who led their basketball program back to a very nice place that you're not good enough for me. I'm going down here. And that, that's a place I would start. Now, the other part of the equation is can I, can all, I give all the good on things. That? Yeah, yeah. Before we, we press on, because I think there is a lot to, to get to here, but I, I, the, PR, the PR of it with coaches can be better. But it doesn't change the underlying fact that Craig Smith doubled, if not tripled, his salary. And if you right. humanize it, you know, uh-huh. he's not going to – it's a very understandable decision. But right. I, what I don't understand is why coaches – I mean, if he did meet with his team and tell them that they're staying – remember Gary Anderson did the same thing before he went to Wisconsin. Uh, I don't understand why they do that. Scotty tweeted out a quote from Matt Wells uh, when he was at Utah State – and uh, I won't read the whole thing for time's sake, but uh, basically what Matt Wells said is, hey, I love it here, but my fo- of course my phone's on. You know, I'm a human. I've got a heartbeat and a brain. And if, uh, you know, people want to reach out to me and, and talk to me about different situations that are out there, then of course I'm going to, to listen to what they have to say. It's All a right. tough, then, it's then a tough Matt, business, but, then, but then at least Matt, he was Matt honest Wells, about it. Right. Yeah. Well, he was sort of honest. He also had said the same things to his players that he was going to be there for him and all this other stuff. Uh, the, the, those coaches who say what Matt Wells said there, then don't complain if somebody, if, if another school looks enticing to your star quarterback and he wants to transfer. Okay. Like I said, the, the messaging could be better. Absolutely. Well, it's, and it's if you're a same, coach, you should it's think a about double, it. It's a double standard, you know, because, you know, guys who do that, guys who transfer at times are, are you know, it's, it's changing slowly. But, you know, coaches, it really bugs them. And back in the day, some coaches wouldn't even sign off on it. But they're perfectly willing to sign off on that getting their raise, you know. But if there's a better circumstance for a, an athlete who's only getting a scholarship and not being righteously paid, and he wants to go somewhere else to better his circumstances, oh, well, that's a different situation, according to a coach. So I think there's hypocrisy here. What about uh, okay? What about the micro though? I mean, because the system is the system, and uh, I know you don't like it. We've talked about it many, many times, but it doesn't change the present, which is that Craig, Craig Smith is leaving Utah State. They have to look for a new coach, and those players have to decide what they want to do. Nimi Keda announced today he's going pro. Not a big surprise by any means for a variety of reasons. And I, well, we're I, talking about the very same people who have to make decisions now. Who the coach who just jumped to Utah? reassured them earlier in the week that he was going nowhere. Yeah. It's possible that earlier in the week he wasn't. Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. So, uh, right. so I, yeah. I, well, I guess what's the end game here with your point? That there's a hypocrisy, and, I, and, and this is what we're talking about. I'm not talking – we haven't gotten to the point about the advantages for Utah yet. We're talking about what happened to Utah State. And I and – I, that's – Unfortunately, it's, it's the way it is. I get that. And he's going to make a whole lot more money. I get that, too. It's part of the game. But don't listen to the co- I would say to the players, don't listen to the coach when the coach tells you to sacrifice your own individual good for the good of the great, you know, for the collective unit of the team. So what, what would your, be, your advice to the coach be then? I mean, I told you I liked Matt Wells' comment that 
you, you didn't seem to like that. What what would your advice to Craig be if he's in the future in this scenario? Not to lie to his players. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. Don't lie to your players. And I agree with you. I It's not like we. I'm sitting here going, how dare Craig Smith do that? How dare he leave for Utah? That's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, I get it. Like you said, he's going to triple his, his income. So I, I understand that. But be careful about what you say to your players in the meantime. That's what I would say about what happened at Utah State. As far as what's going on with Utah, I understand the hire completely. Craig Smith did a fantastic job at Utah State. And they uh, Utah, like Scotty was talking about there, has uh, not exactly been uh, an, an exciting program of late. Hasn't been a lot of enthusiasm there. Craig Smith will bring that, and he'll bring it in in <laughs> as long as the day is long, uh, or whatever. So uh, he he's a terrific coach, and I I would bet at this time I don't know this for a fact. None of us does, but uh, uh, you know he's he's going to be successful at Utah. I would expect him to lift that program program up and do some wonderful things there. And so Utah, it's a good hire for Mark Harlan, as far as I can tell. And I think it'll be a benefit to the University of Utah, as we talked about earlier, about uh, them letting Kraskoviak go at this time. Well, this is going to bring a real quick boost to Utah basketball. Yeah, he's got a lot of energy, uh, there's no doubt. And he's got great coaching chops. We'll see if he can get uh, a player like Kata to come to Utah, because that obviously made a big difference for him. Uh, in Logan. I just want to point this out uh, while we're talking about it, and I know Scotty was tweeting about it uh, over the weekend, that uh, Craig Smith's buyout is around $1.3, give or take, $1.3 million. And considering what Utah had to pay out um, for the previous staff and the contract they just inked itself to, I mean, that's that's a lot of, a lot of cash money. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not been a cheap week or a couple of weeks for Mark Arlen. Nope. So I, I think he'll go in. He'll do a good job. He'll energize the players. He'll energize the, the coaches. He'll energize the fan base. And, of course, most importantly, he's got to win. But I think he'll do that, too. That would be, uh, that would be uh, my inclination as far as what Craig Smith is going to add to Utah basketball. So we go forward from here, and we watch what he's going to do there. And, and that part of it is all good. Um he, uh, Craig Smith, is not at Utah State. It's not like he brought in all kinds of talent all over the place. I mean, Kata was a real nice get, but he, those guys, hustled. <laughs> he got Craig Smith got so much out of those players at Utah State, and I think he'll do the same thing at Utah if he can get a higher caliber of athlete at Utah. Then he'll get every bit of it out of them too, and I, I, I would, I would bet that's the way it's going to go. Let's talk about the Jazz game night tonight. They're taking on the Cavs here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6. Uh, certainly a, uh, a not the most spectacular of matchups, but the Jazz are playing much better, Gordon, and uh, they won both games over the weekend against the Grizzlies. Um, a few, few places to start, I suppose, but I thought they looked a lot better in game number two than one, and you'd thought, uh, you would think otherwise, right, because Memphis made some adjustments in the, in the first game on Friday, and he thought, well, you know, are they going to give the Jazz a run for their money? And the, the answer to that question is uh, no. 
Yeah, I remember I took quite a bit of heat for my 55% uh, prediction on that uh, on that first Memphis matchup, and uh, turned out I was kind of right. Uh, they right. were up 21. Yeah. And What'd then they, they, they only won by three. Could they have lost that game? Not really. I mean, they could lose yeah, any Yeah, what do you game. mean? If he makes a shot, who was it, uh, Brooks? Yeah. If he makes a three-pointer at the end, the game goes in over. I, I mean, you're right to say this. It's Any any possibility is 50-50. It happens or it doesn't. So that... And that particular shot was the worst shot I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but it almost, it almost went, went in. in yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it almost uh, went in. Kind of. So anyway, yeah, the Jazz bounced back from that game and played uh Why did really we start well. there? What? <laughs> the one part uh, of the whole weekend where the game was actually close, that's where we started? That's because I texted right. him and said, oh, sorry. Okay. We had, right. Yeah, we had to get that uh, straight. We did? But, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, a certain uh, radio broadcaster on Friday was right, and I was wrong. Okay. So, anyway, uh, the second game, obviously we saw what happened there, and Donovan Mitchell is uh, playing some pretty nice uh Offensive and, according to Quinn Snyder, uh, improved defensive basketball right now. Yeah, Donovan was amazing um, against Memphis in, in Game 2. But, yeah, you're right. He he could be NBA Player of the Week. He certainly has to be up there. His his uh, stats have just been off the charts. But um, uh, I think he I'm impressed with where he's aggressive and kind of how he chooses to be. you got to like the seven assists against uh, Memphis. And, uh, what, I mean, it was – Let's see. It was. I'm trying to remember the stat we had in the post game. It was the fewest shots that Donovan's taken to get 35 points, or maybe it was 30 plus points. I think that's what how many was. shots did he take. I don't recall. 17. He was 12 of 17, five okay. of seven from three. That's 35, pretty good. 35 points, seven assists. You know, and the amazing thing about it is when you watch the release on his shot, those shots. So many of those shots are just true as true can be. I mean, they're, they're they're barely touching the rim. It's just splash, you know, and it's it's fun to watch. It looks effortless. He makes it look effortless, and yeah, Donovan Mitchell is he's going to end up being better than we thought he was going to be, and that's saying something. Well, in this particular case, he's gotten back to. Um, so Donovan's not bad on the off the bounce three. He's not. He's he's above average on that shot, but catch and shoot three. He's the second best catch and shoot three point shooter in the league. Well, that's a, so that's he's pretty good. He's gotten back to. I mean, he took a ton of catch and shoot threes in that Memphis game. And what that is, Gordon, is that's relying on your teammates to get you the ball back when you're yeah. open, right? And, and, and they're looking for him. And they're looking you know? for him. But there were a couple games there where I thought Donovan was trying to be aggressive, but that meant seeking his own. Like there was, <clears throat> he played much better tonight. I felt, or last night. Excuse me, Gordon. Saturday night, I don't know what day it is, uh, with with that kind of game, 35 points, that he did in the Washington game where he had 42 because he took 30 shots to get to that 42 yeah. points. Great point. Great. And in this case, it, like I hate the cliche, but he kind of let the game come to him. He let his teammates work it and get him open because he's number one on the scouting report, right? It's tough to get Donovan open. So he lets his teammates work it, and he gets that catch-and-shoot three, and he and – he, he makes that shot uh, as much as almost anybody in the league. You know, Jake, when you said tonight and then you said last night and then you said Saturday night, you don't know what day it is anymore uh, because you do so many games. It reminded me of an interview I saw Steve Perry did 
uh, once when he, uh, he he when he was touring with Journey. He said that when he was traveling so much, night after night, shows night after night in different hotels, different cities, you know, doing different, uh, traveling all over. He said he used to take light bulbs from his house and screw them into his hotel room just to make him feel a piece of home with him because he'd forget what what city he was in, what hotel he was in, because he was doing so many shows. Same thing with you. You do so many games, you get mixed up with that. Occasionally. I, I should have known because I had a really nice day off yesterday, so I, I should have known better uh, than that. But um, the point is, I, I think Donovan and the Jazz, for that matter, after a brief hiccup of not playing as well, have gotten back to playing the type of basketball that was really, really successful there for them. And I think that's I think that's more important than winning a couple of games against Memphis. And Memphis is actually the perfect team for them to kind of prove that because Memphis plays really hard. And they've got a, a young core that is not untalented. So there's uh, there's a reason that they're going to be pushing for a playoff berth. And for, for the Jazz to, you know, beat them in game one, okay, but really mop the floor with them pretty much in game number two, I thought said a lot. And when you look at the Jazz, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Now, well, perfectly put. And I, as I look at the schedule ahead, I see W's all over the place for the Jazz. I mean, they're going to win a lot of games. And, in fact, they could win almost every game up until that back-to-back Lakers, uh, those Laker games in L.A. And, and if if the Lakers are in better shape then than they are currently, then we'll see about that. But uh, there's there's a lot of W's in their future, especially if they play the way you just described. And I would expect them to. Tonight against the Cavaliers, a Jared, Al- Jared Allen is out. Uh, you know, everybody knows about Kevin Love being out. Uh, Prince is questionable. I, the, the, the Cavaliers are, are dead last in, uh, in, offensive, in offensive efficiency. They're rating or 30th out of 30 teams. The Jazz is going to crush this team tonight. Yeah. They're going to crush this team. And, uh, and uh, well, I mean, I guess there is a slight chance that things could go a little weird, but I, I certainly wouldn't expect that to happen. If my winning percentage was at fifty-five percent the other night, I would put it at—I'd uh, probably put it ninety-five percent tonight. Uh, yeah, I think it's likely. But then again, they lost to Washington a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but the, the way that they are playing is different, though. They limped into that Washington game, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Um, losing to what was it or beating Golden State before, but just barely in an ugly game, if I'm remembering correctly. I should look that up. But uh, but yeah, they weren't playing the same way going into that Washington game. So I agree with you. I I don't well, expect uh, the Cavs to put up much of a much resistance. Well, this is um, they're an NBA team, so they can. Uh, this is why Quinn Snyder stresses so much about being focused. And, and playing with force because when the Jazz don't do that, then they're they're vulnerable. They can they could lose. They could lose again if they if that's the way they come out. But and this is what Donovan's trying to prevent. You've heard him talk about coming out aggressive, and he's trying to make his team aggressive, not just like you were talking about, not just creating shots for himself, but uh, trying to get everybody into that flow. And, and if the Jazz do that, then, like I said, there's very little chance that they'll lose most of these games, and certainly this one tonight. Can it happen? Yeah, it can, but not if they're focused. 
Not if they're the, the Cavaliers won't be able to. If the Jazz put up a modicum of resistance on defense, the Cavs are going to struggle to score on them. And their net rating overall is like 29th in the league. Uh, they do have those 17 victories, like you talked about, but they're I think they're 12th in the East. But I, I just don't see this team being able to prosper against the Jazz if the Jazz are about their business at hand. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about defense uh, over the weekend, Gordon, because uh, I harp on that a lot. But uh, the adjustment they made on John ja, ja Morant and uh, Royce O'Neal specifically uh, was was great, and he only had 12 points and 4 of 12 shooting on uh, on Saturday, and that's despite the fact that the Jazz not only had 21 turnovers, but the most live ball turnovers they've had all year long. Mm. And uh, that's John Morant's game is in transition. So it took great effort to limit his transition productivity to just 12 points. I mean, it, it actually is pretty amazing when you think about it. What do you make of the turnover thing? It doesn't matter as much as you think it does, obviously. They well, took, they had set records turning the ball over, but still won by 16 and really won by more than that. Well, that's what happens when you shoot 50% and 42, better than 42% from three. It can matter. It matters when you turn the ball over. Like we talked about that one game where it actually the turnovers 100% cost them the game. What game was that? And they only had 14 total, but there were 12 live ball turnovers and like three in crunch time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this, that when they play a real quality team, I mean a team at the top in the playoffs, if they turn the ball over 21 times, they're going to lose they're, they're going to lose way more than they win, for sure. And so that's, that's why I stress that, not necessarily against the Memphis Grizzlies in March, but if you're going up against the Lakers or the Clippers uh, this time around in June or whatever it is, then, uh, then they're going to pay for that. Not if they're 19 of 45 from the three. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see whether that's the case against that top-level competition as well. But it's, it's a habit. It's something that they just have to be more careful in taking care of the ball. And I get it. I mean, they were up big in that game and for most of it. And uh, maybe you do get a little more casual when when that's the case.